So this week I want to tell you the absolutely horrid story of the guy who owns a building that his business is in and the city changed the zoning on him without even, without even letting him know. Let's see what happened. Hey there everyone, it's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog and podcast and channel and YouTube video channel, etc. that talks about buying and selling businesses, managing small businesses, local investing, uh, personal wealth issues of entrepreneurs, anything else that people want to talk about. This week I want to tell you the story about a phone call that I had. I was actually referred, a business person was referred to me um, because somebody thought that I would be able to help them out. This guy owns a business, he does a little bit of manufacturing, and 30 years ago, um, the road that his business is on was kind of in the country, and today, residential neighborhoods have grown up all around it, and basically what has happened to him is um, he has an industrial business in a largely residential area, and he found out that the city changed the zoning on him from industrial to residential. And um, when he found out, he was a little bit horrified because he wanted to go and get a mortgage on the building, okay? So um, when he, of course, found out that the zoning had been changed, no bank wants to give him a mortgage on this industrial building because it, he can continue to carry on the business that he's always had there. It's called legal non-conforming. Uh, and the, the terminology is different in different parts of the world. But basically, he was there first. He gets to carry on what he's doing. But if he ceases operation, or if he wants to change his business or anything like that, or if, for example, a bank repossessed the building, any new owner wouldn't be able to carry on using it as industrial because it's now zoned residential. And the idea is that the city would like it to be redeveloped at some point in the future into maybe an apartment building or condos or something of this nature. So he was furious about the fact that they did this rezoning. He wasn't even aware. He paid for the building long ago and now he wanted to mortgage it. So the conversation opened up with him asking me about what I thought he should do about this, you know, the sneaky trickster public servants that pulled this thing, this, this trick on him. And, and so I started asking him the questions that I do. You know, why do you need a loan? Well, because he wanted money to make bigger purchases and get better pricing from his suppliers. Oh, okay, so it's an operating capital thing? Yep. Tell me about your business. What were your sales last year? I don't know. Big red flag. Whenever I talk with a business owner who doesn't know their numbers, in my experience, it's one of a couple of things, but the biggest reason that business people don't know their numbers is because they don't want to know their numbers subconsciously. Like there is a reason in their head that they do not wanna know the numbers about what's going on in their business. Because I'll tell you, people that are pulling it off and making money hand over fist, they love their numbers and they look at them continuously and they're excited by their numbers and they wanna know more about their numbers and they wanna make their numbers work better for them. And the people who don't wanna look at their numbers and put up a mental block about their numbers, it's for a reason. So I don't know what my sales were, interesting. Question number two, how much do you take out of the business? Red flag number two, well, you know, I'm reinvesting everything. I'm trying to leave it all in the business. All right, so I start to ask this guy then a whole series of questions. Who do you sell to? What is the purchasing process? How do you get your jobs, etc., etc. Turns out the guy manufactures and sells to governments, which means everything is tendered, right? So he's always bidding on price all the time, and his mentality is about 
reducing costs all the time to the point that he's the lowest price person every time. And so at the end of the conversation, basically, I said to this guy, look, it sucks that the city uh, rezoned your building and that you can't remortgage it, but they're doing you a favor because quite frankly, your business sucks. If your business was making money, you would simply move the business or you would go lease another spot and sell the land to a developer who wants to build condos or an apartment building. The fact of the matter is you're working every day for free so the taxpayers of a certain state can save some money? Like, give me a break. You know, why would somebody do that? And the answer is always the same. Every time I talk to one of these business owners, the answer is always the same. I'm building up my business, right? I'm building up my business so that it will be profitable and I'll make money and it'll be more valuable someday. And then I ask him, what's valuable about my business? He says, well, I own the building. I'm like, great, you own a building which now can't be used for the purpose it was built for, right? So the building isn't actually valuable. See, the problem is this guy's been listening to old school thinking and he has a homeowner mentality in his business. So he thinks that paying off things like the mortgage are going to make him wealthier because now he owns the building outright. Wrong. You wanna leverage cheap money from the bank. Mortgages are the cheapest form of financing you can obtain for a business because the real estate can be used as collateral, right? You want to leverage those funds so that you can make higher profits. The problem here isn't the zoning. The problem is he has no profits. He's been losing money. He doesn't even recognize the value of his own labor that's going into the business. So if you want to be smart about buying and running a business, you need to listen very carefully to this. The purpose of a business is to get people, capital, and there's three things, people, capital, and a place to work together to create a cash flow. If you do my online course, Business Buyer Advantage, or if you do my new online course, easysmallbizsystems.com where I teach people about setting up systems to run a business more clearly. You will learn in those two programs that the purpose of the business is to create cash flow, cash flowing into your pocket, not you giving free labor to a business that can't afford to pay you. That's not a business. It's a hobby. And the difference between guys like the one I spoke with and people who build model railroad trains in their basement is that the guys with the model trains know that they're spending money and time to create pleasure for themselves. Whereas the person who goes to work every day in the business and doesn't take a fair market salary for himself, he's fooling himself into thinking that he's building something that is somehow gonna be worth something in the future. Your business has gotta produce money for you today. It's gotta create cash flow today. And if it can't do that, you either have to fix it so it can produce cash flow today, or you have to kill it and you have to move on to something that's going to work for you. Because basically what this guy did is he had a money-making business over the course of time. He used to take a salary. It allowed him to pay off the building. He had all of that profitability in this business. He kept pouring the money back into the business and now the business sucks and it's drained. All that wealth that was built up over time has been sucked into this black hole basically so taxpayers could get a better deal on the widgets that he produces. And it's a terrible, terrible scenario. And it makes me wanna cry. And I, anyway, don't be like that. Um, Keep the questions coming. I love talking with people. 
Um, if you want to have a discussion about whatever's going on in your life and your business deal-making concerns, uh, reach out to me on Clarity. Uh, it's only a couple dollars a minute, and uh, most people I talk to for 30 or 40 minutes, I get them set on the right path. And uh, you can check out the website. I've got all great reviews, five-star. Anyway, talk to you soon. Visit the blog site, sign up for the email list, and I'll see you next week.